It's Tuesday, the 29th of August. It's time to get your gaming green on with the Game Green Greencast. I'm your host, Ace, and joining me is also girls. Hello. Bit light on the ground this week after a couple of weeks off. Basically, uh, we, we couldn't do it the last episode, so we're back for this episode. And we should have a straight run through to the game of the year coming sooner rather than later in december for this episode i think we'll start by talking about what have you been playing goes or goes uh let's see i continue playing some remnant remnant 2 and i also uh, some some friends got me into playing hunt showdown i'm not sure how to is this just Hunt Showdown, or is there... I believe it's Hunt Showdown. Well, whether the colon's there or not, it's still Hunt Showdown. It's not The Hunt or Hunt The Showdown. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure if I should pause or say Hunt Showdown. Well, it's not a hyphen, so it's not like Spider-Man. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that game quite a bit. It's uh, even though I normally wouldn't because it's uh, PvP, it's kind of a weird thing because basically you'll get a character, you get random characters and they will level up if you if they survive, if they don't survive, you lose them. So you basically need to learn to ignore not to get attached to the characters at all and just focus on basically doing stuff during the mission trying to be to play as good as you can and focus on your on like your account unlocks and like getting money so you can buy equipment for another hunter it's it's a bit i don't know counterintuitive for me because i yeah i would get attached to a character and I, I would try to like level them up and stuff. So in this game, if you just if you want to get into it, you need to forget about it completely and just think of hunters as disposable. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No, I'd, I see each loss as losing progress, and I I do not like losing progress in games. I've said before on the podcast. I still have PlayStation memory cards because that's that's my save data. I don't have a PlayStation. I have a PlayStation 2, but <laughs> I don't think I have any of the PlayStation games. Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure what they were trying to to do with like the hunter system, the character system that they have. I feel like instead of that they should let you have a character that you do whatever with and if you get killed during a match you just lose equipment or something see i even i even hate losing equipment <laughs> that's my stuff <laughs> take it off of me but you don't lose all your equipment you just lose the equipment that you equipped and you have like seven other of the same gun that you lost and they are cheap guns if I got the same stuff, then yeah, sure. But if it's like, okay, I'm going to equip this sniper rifle and then 30 seconds into the level someone kills me, it's like, well, 
I don't have a sniper rifle anymore. Yeah, equipment isn't really special at all. Like, there's some weapons that are a bit more expensive than others, but they're not... Uh, like, you can easily afford them. And, like, you also, when you equip a counter, you look at how much stuff they can carry. Like, you can't equip two rifles normally in the special perk trait to do that. So, like, you equip a rifle and then you might equip a pistol. So, like, you'll probably, each time you'll probably spend around this, the same amount that you'll earn on average. If you do really good, you'll earn more. Right, well... Me, I finally got around to finishing Persona 3 Portable after 50-something hours. And, I, I mean, it, it's not like I feel it was a wasted thing, but I'm, I'm glad it's done. <laughs> I enjoyed it while I was playing it, but it was it was a whole thing because exploring the, the dungeon Tartarus and getting up to the top so that you can get one of the endings, because there's multiple endings, is uh, just an absolute hassle. Especially since you don't actually get to the top before the the finale of the game, and then you've still got to go up ten levels and fight all the normal enemies you would have fought anyway. It was annoying. But I did have to wonder why they, why they remastered... The portable version because there's no cutscenes like the ending cutscene is just a few still images and they're blurry as heck because it's a playstation portable game and they didn't like get the playstation 2 versions from one of the other ver versions of the game and um persona 3 fes has a epilogue which explains it kind of explains some stuff that happens in the ending of Portable. Portable just kind of seems to end. I, I, I just feel like we should find out what happens to the characters after that point, rather than yeah, it's just, here's the end, done. It's I do want to play Persona 4 at some point. I'm going to get around to it. I started on the Vita, ages and ages and ages ago, but I, uh, I'll probably play it through on the Xbox from the start, but not just yet. That Persona 3 portable drained me for RPGs. I've also got a couple of other RPGs on the go, like on the PlayStation 5, and I, I just I don't have it in me <laughs> at the moment. But speaking of things that don't have things... Yeah, that works. We had an article go up a few days ago on GameGrin.com talking about whether games should have warning labels. Now, there's, of course, the age ratings and things such as uh, the, the Peggy ratings have bad language and drugs and sex um, warnings on them. But this, article's, uh, this article focuses more on... Um, on uh, phobias, stuff that might be uh, potential triggers. Now, Steam has gone some way towards 
putting such warnings like there's a, a box that publishers can fill in for their store pages that say mature content description and then warn that these characters are over 18 and um, it it's a, has frequent violence or gore but there's nothing that says this game contains spiders or this game contains clowns those are two of the most common phobias and uh, the article just goes in depth about why such warnings would be beneficial because uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands does not have any spiders. The one-shot adventure Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderlands one-shot adventure, does have spiders. Quite a lot of them. And, of course, if you go from the full game into that one-shot adventure, you, you're going to get a fright if you're afraid of spiders. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, I've spoken on the podcast about my phobia of the Dilophosaurus from the Jurassic Park films and games. So, I, obviously, I'm not expecting Steam or PlayStation Store or anything like that to say this game contains Dilophosaurus. But, as I said, clowns, spiders, they could post warnings about the more common phobias. Mm. I feel like that's what, like, I don't know if they still have Steam curators. I feel like they had those at some point. I'm not sure if they still have. And I feel like some of them did stuff like that. Does this game have X? Well, that's a good idea. The, the Steam curators do still exist. Um, Lingren is a Steam curator. You can follow our page, our group. But I... I haven't seen one of those. I'm not saying they don't exist, but they're not well um, well advertised that they do exist. And if you just... The, the argument made in the article is that you shouldn't have to research heavily does this game have spiders just to play a game. It, should, it, it would be a lot easier to have one of these peggy content descriptors saying drugs or that spiders for instance i mean they do have one that says fear and has a picture of a spider on but that's only if a game goes through the peggy rating system and that's only if they they class spiders as a fear and not a and don't just put it under the blanket of violence because you fight spiders incidentally that picture of the spider only has six legs Oh, so it's it's phobia proof. Yeah, it's, it's technically an insect, so it doesn't set off arachnophobia. I mean, I, I I don't know how much effort would it take to like check games for that. Well, the publishers would know there are enemies that, which are giant spiders. So let's say this will set off arachnophobia. I mean, with like. Bigger games like they they would definitely get the rating like age rating, and it it seems like it wouldn't be much more effort for people who rate those games to add stuff like that, Peggy or ESRB. No, I agree, sir. I'm just looking up the Peggy information for Skyrim because that has giant spiders. Mm-hmm. But then there's like indie games and i mean like self-published games like i recently 
talk to someone who's involved in development of a game that's yeah self published uh, yeah self published and I could find trailers but I couldn't find either Peggy or ESRB nowhere like I've been even to like a French website and they had not available for age rating field right so I'm not sure who would in this situation have to like look out for those things would you expect the developers to do it well yeah, the developers or the publishers whoever creates the the steam page and then passes that information over to um to playstation and xbox so that they can create their st- store pages i've um gone to peggy.info and looked up skyrim and it says it's rated 18 and has violence mm-hmm. and that's it not that it has it doesn't have in-game purchases sex gambling fear drugs discrimination or bad like bad language according to the content descriptors that are listed on there um, pretty uh, sure there's bad language drugs and gambling <laughs> and implied sex and implied sex so yeah uh it seems like th- those ratings aren't very very thorough and i feel like for stores for steam for example they could i didn't pay attention if they displayed the ratings uh, the age ratings very clearly but they don't seem to display if the game is unrated like that would help because then I don't know what to I don't know what to expect, you know. Like no one looked at it. Oh, I've just looked up uh, Skyrim on Steam, and it has a mature content description. The developers describe the content like this: Skyrim contains blood and gore, intense violence, sexual themes, use of alcohol, and language. Mm. So it has language. That's that's good to know. But the the Peggy 18 rating is there and violence and that's it going to Peggy. So yeah, maybe a phobia war- or trigger warning. I am aware that there are some indie games that do put trigger warnings. Like this game contains these things. Do not play it if these are triggers for you. Hmm. And that's good. But uh, AAA titles don't tend to do that. And of course, there's the uh, aforementioned phobias to consider. Uh, it doesn't seem like it would take that much effort to make to to give more information about those things. But yeah, they don't seem very thorough in general. If we look at Skyrim, at least. Yeah, that's of course that's the official rating body for the for uh, the pan european pan european game information peggy rating but when you're writing a description about your own game surely you know what sort of triggers it could set off like indie developers do and add those in add phobias in or or yeah it's just any triggers Mortal Kombat X on Steam doesn't display a rating. You would think they would have that. Eleven does. 
Not ten. What about one? I mean, one has nothing because it's not out yet. Although they probably know just the biggest rating you have. Give it to us. Oh, I look up Mortal Kombat 1 on Peggy.info and it brings up Mortal Kombat 11. So it's not been rated yet. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. That's curious. Meanwhile, Persona 3 Reload, not due out until February, has been rated. As has Hawken Reborn. What does Hawken ring a bell? Oh, I think it was like a online PvP mech game. Mech game, that'll be why it rings a bell. <laughs> Somewhere in my head it's like, that's a good game because it has mechs. <laughs> okay, Hawken Reborn on Steam came out in May. Mostly negative reviews. Yikes. So it's due out for full release on the 28th of August, because that's when the rating says it's due out. Well, I hope they change some things before they fully release it. What would be another, like, a big game that you would expect to have high rating? Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk. That was, that was boobs with nipples. And decapitation. Yeah, they, they have a rating. No drugs, though. You would think it, it would be everything again. Uh, it does have a mature content description on Steam. Cyberpunk 2077 contains strong language, intense violence, blood and gore, as well as nudity and sexual material. Mm. Yeah, Peggy says it's an 18 with violence, sex, and bad language. It could be displayed better. First of all, like you could have the Peggy rating and the mature content description in the same area, so you don't need to look like it seems like the same thing. Yeah, that's true. I suppose in their eyes, one is a a mandatory thing. They have to have a Peggy rating to sell it in uh, in Europe. But the other one is uh, a voluntary, voluntary information. Oh. So I think uh, we've about reached the end of this topic. Um, yeah, let, let us uh, know via x.com, formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> or by leaving a comment on... Uh, on gamegrid.com what your thoughts are about having additional information such as phobias on game store pages Uh, thank you for joining me at Gozagos thank you for having me and thank you for listening and subscribing to the Greencast, your support means a lot if you want to hear more from us listen to our anime podcast The Pals Anime Lounge and of course check out our writings on gamegrid.com Until next time, game on.